0: Take off.
1: Doing, just getting ready to rock and roll. I'm fucking my whole body up, apparently.
2: Oh no. Fucking. Hold shame. my back. Don't know what I did. Where? Fucking left,
1: left lower side.
2: Oh dude, I've done that too. I don't even
1: know what I did, dude. I woke up. No, I woke Stiff. up this morning and it was just like. It was Sunday night. It started hurting, and then I woke up today thinking Monday it'll be better, and it's not fucking it's worse uh,
2: you probably fucking overdid it at work or something man yeah it's like that fucking sucks dude every like every little move is like ah
1: oh ah.
2: yeah it's, it's tight like, <laughs> it sucks
1: yeah dude and then fucking i don't know if you checked your snap story uh, no snapchat dude my fucking sliced my top of my roof of my mouth open ah
2: uh, on what a chocolate chip cookie oh my god <laughs> jesus it's terrible Dude, I sent you a snap. There's just blood pouring
1: out of my mouth. It wouldn't stop. Ugh. <laughs> From a chocolate chip cookie that made a steal, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking gross, dude.
2: Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hi, welcome everyone. Welcome uh, Welcome to episode 25.
1: You know, I just rely on you now because I really yeah. don't even <laughs> know at this point. I'm yeah. just, like, I'm waiting for him to say it. <laughs> because i really don't know Uh, episode 25 a quarter
2: yeah man
1: we are at a quarter we're at a quarter
2: quarter Quarter. um (laughs) so yeah episode 25 um once again happy mental awareness mental health awareness month everyone yes uh i hope you've enjoyed the stories that we've been posting and I hope you will listen to the playlist. I mean, that's just going to keep growing and growing throughout the month. Um, I'm sure we'll keep it going after uh, this month's over. But um, yeah, we kind of, I think we're up to 30 songs on it so far. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're just chugging along here, just trying to let people know it's okay not to be okay. That's right. That's right. Also, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. Oh
1: yeah, it was a few days ago. Yeah. It used to be a week later. But anyways, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers and you single dads out there. Yeah, or, belated uh, dads in general. <laughs> but uh, yeah, happy happy mental health. Happy yeah. late Mother's Day. Happy belated. Happy belated. 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 Today we got a special one. We got a we got a we got a good one actually. Hell we're yeah! Very really excited about these yeah, same. lads. We got a special guest coming on today.
2: Um, actually. Uh, you want to just say who it is, Batchy? Yeah, it's our boys from uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, our boys in good terms. Woo-hoo. Yeah, they're going to come Woo-hoo. on shoot the shit, you know. You know the deal, everyone, by now. You know huh? the deal. So, sh- <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it. Hell, yeah.
1: I don't know. What you want to get rid of it? I don't of, know. Just get, if you don't want it, get rid of it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, we should get them going because they're waiting for yeah. us. Hell, yeah. Um, Let's go. So, before we get going... I'm going to to read a little brief thing about Good Terms that's on their website here. So y'all can get to know Good Terms a little bit better before we jump on into this little interview here. So, on Good Terms, Good Terms is just your friendly neighborhood emo band. Which, first off, side note, that's awesome. I love how they use that as every little headline, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So... After years of working behind the scenes in the music industry, this group of best friends finally joined forces to get back to the roots of what made them first fall in love with music. The Los Angeles-based quartet embraces the DIY spirit of the scene. They grew up in recording, producing, and mixing all of their music. Good Terms maintains a diverse sonic palette that spans from anthemic emo pop to blistering, double-time, hardcore with a sprinkle of everything you know and love from the Warp Tour universe. Good Terms yeah. invites you to become a part of their community and participates in the catharsis they've found together. With lead vocalist, guitarist Brian, with guitarist, vocalist Zach, guitarist, vocalist Ivan, and bass vocalist Gio. Boys, let's bring them on.
2: Let's Hell go. Yeah. yo hey 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 hey. what's up boys
3: what's up you hear me
2: oh yeah oh yeah coming through coming through
0: nice nice
1: sweet sorry about the little delay there all good dude what is the backgrounds going on (laughs) yeah
4: gungan city
1: and then just the
4: uh the green spackle from our record
1: i love it i love it i also see is that a red Sox hat that you're wearing zach oh <laughs> oh. fucking Berkeley. This,
5: this this is my <laughs> I haven't washed my hair yet, Pat. Uh, <laughs> that's, um, that's awesome. It's also the first time I've been out of bed in 2 days because I got my fucking COVID, my second COVID shot uh a couple days ago and man, shit is destroying me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no joke, huh? <laughs> Let The other boys do the uh do the heavy lifting of this one, but yeah. <clears throat> well, you are for, for some moral spirit.
1: You, I appreciate you coming on man even with going through all that yeah, I, yeah. It, I can't imagine because I, I did an episode when I did have COVID and I could barely get through it so all the props to you for even showing up
5: I mean I don't think it's anywhere close to as bad as actual COVID but it's uh yeah man I, I'm like fuck thank god I just, <laughs> my immune system is like trash to begin with so it's like all right cool this would have been far this would have been like level for me um but yeah, you know, it is. It is what it is. Hell yeah. Um all right, looks like we got George about to join. Sweet. Nice. Um Kid should
4: be kids in the room right here
0: so he's i am
6: i am rachel bruner today <laughs> i
0: Sounds was getting pleasant. confused for oh
6: a welcome <laughs> you may you may call me rachel and only rachel what's up everybody
1: yo what's, what's happening up, rachel doing and only rachel yes yes yeah. yes yes nothing just hanging out just hanging out nice long day just waiting to uh, eat some dinner later on and, you know, go with the regular shit that we have. What's got. on the
6: docket? What's on the
1: docket for later? Oh, man. Dude, dude I'm going to watch the Bruins game and eat some chicken with rice and spaghetti. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. Shit. Geo's language.
6: Shit. Yeah. Yeah, Bruins. Well, <laughs> oh, man, I'm like a fake Bruins fan because I'm, uh, I'm from the Cape. What? So, oh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait, dude. where are you guys in, in right now?
1: I'm in Pembroke, so South Shore near um, like Hanover.
6: Pembroke, kid.
1: I did a <laughs> I lot of Pembroke hockey games kid. in Pembroke, Kid.
2: No are
6: shit. You fucking, are you fucking serious, kid? Oh like, man. Oh. I, you guys had a pretty I'm,
1: good hockey team, man. This is awesome. This is making me
6: so wait, happy.
2: Wait. So <laughs> hold so you pl- did you play high school hockey up there?
6: Um I played I think I played I stopped playing. F- Freshman year, and then I switched to lacrosse, which I was really fucking bad at. Um, <laughs> but I played, but I played like, you know, I was like milk, like the milk crate skating, oh, hockey yeah. for like then until high school. So,
2: oh, nice.
6: It was, oh, it was great. And what where part are of the at? Cape were you from? I'm from Falmouth.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Wow.
6: Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, not too far no down, then fucking there. world. Not too <laughs> far, kid. Not too <laughs> far, kid. I had to kick a lot of my accent because these these guys I don't know. I, I, I don't say wicked anymore. It's 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 tough
0: man.
1: Kid.
6: Can bogus. you guys hear me? Yeah,
4: oh I, I got with, you, oh kid. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, great, 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 great. What's up,
1: Brian? Kid. How's it going? Good, good, good. Not we uh, we're just getting to know Rachel Rachel here and figuring out Rachel. that from Falmouth um massachusetts which is kind of crazy because that's
6: right kid. this doesn't make any that's sense right. to me <laughs> that's right kid my mom grew up in uh in hyde park so so i have uh
1: <laughs> my, my mom did too if that was a real comment yeah hi, hi. no she did she literally she did. actually she, yeah uh, she
6: grew up in in uh well you have to drop the d so hyde park she was in hyde park for a while and then she uh they moved to plymouth and then she met my fucking father and ah fucking Bonstable or something. I
1: don't know. <laughs> Wonderful. Nick, are
5: you in are you in <laughs> Mass? There? There.
2: What'd
6: you say? What's
2: are you
5: in, are you in Mass as well, Nick?
2: Yeah, I'm uh I'm in Lynn, but I grew up Lynn!
0: Down. Oh, City of awesome. Sin. <laughs> That's Lynn, right. the
6: city of Sin,
5: kid.
0: That's right. That's
1: oh,
6: my right. God. That was the place my fucking parents were like. Don't, like, you can go to a show in the city. Like you can, Oh, we can talk about the ICC then, I'm sure.
1: Oh, my
2: God. Oh, man.
6: <laughs> oh.
5: You guys probably went to a lot of the same shows.
6: This uh, is insane. Honestly, you three can fuck off. I'm just going to <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, really quick. My my parents were always like, you can go into the city to go see shows, but, like, you will not go to Lynn. <laughs> no, <dude.
2: laughs> No, you don't want to come here. Like... Oh, man. It's a yeah. different world. I don't even visit him. No, he doesn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the closest I get is Salem.
6: In. Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> the wow. Witch's Brew. Wow,
6: this is great. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, so I'm
1: glad that, that that happened. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Damn. Wow. Well, thanks, for, everybody, for coming on. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks a lot, yeah, boys. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, So, you guys just recently dropped the new full album, basically. And, Absolutely. I mean... Me and Batch have been listening to it for a while. On top of that, you guys had your – did you just have, like, singles and then you had the EP, um, The Hamster Wheel? Before – was it Hamster Wheel, singles, and then the album? Or how am I basing it? Am I doing that right?
5: So it was always the album. We we did okay. – the, the album was done in uh, – February? Like, yeah, February of 2020. And we kind of were, like – we were thinking kind of – early summer of, of starting to roll it out. And then obviously everything happened with, with COVID and kind of just we're like, all right, we don't want to like, like, let's just do this when it feels right. And so we, we kind of were like, well, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to just, when we have zero fans and like, no one knows that we're a band to just like drop a whole ass album. We were like, let's just pretty much, we think all these songs are like single worthy or most of them are. So we're like, let's just roll it out as singles. And it just, In the way that we release it, it's like confusing on streaming because we Mm -hmm. just, it's called like waterfalling where you just have like.
1: You add one as you go. Yeah,
5: yeah. Like, yeah, the previous single or the newest single comes out and then there's like a multiple, like the previous ones go in like reverse chronological order. So it shows up as an EP. So everyone was all confused because we release. The song "Turning Point" was the fifth one, and it had five songs on it. We announced the album with it. And they're like, "Dude, love the album!" It's like so like, actually coming out in like two months, the whole thing. But that, yeah, so that was like a,
7: a thing I didn't expect for. It was funny kids. also to like to read people being like, "Oh, dude, this band just released a great EP." I was like, "Ah, oh, I never thought, never thought of it that way. I didn't realize I'd done that." But <laughs> like once you put, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That it, it's it's not entirely within my control if I release. I mean, it's always it's always been just the singles for the album for us, but
3: yeah. Yeah. not
7: always within my control what other people call it or think yeah. of as
4: because we know what's going on, you know,
7: yeah. and everyone else yeah is at face value. Like, well, we think we know what's going on.
4: Like, well, <laughs> we're aware of what's happening behind the scenes, but everyone else just seems like,
7: oh yeah, the turning point EP. It's like, okay, could <laughs> I mean, At what point does it become real? You know, at what point does it, is it out of our you know, we what no matter what we say doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know why.
3: But, but it was just interesting. It's, it, you know,
7: it was one of the first things I've, I'd released. The First times I've been a part of releasing something this big, and mm-hmm. this, something that I've been this confident in, and just to I mean, in general, just to see the reaction to, to it has been out of this world. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, that, it's it's know? fucking
2: killer. That's for sure. Like, I've been bumping. it, I think since it came out, it's been oh, f- it's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great thank man. You, thank it's you, great. Man. Man. Thank Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you got the Fall Out Boy uh, sweatshirt on. I know Batchy was going crazy. What were your thoughts on that dude? Because I don't want to steal your. Yo,
2: <laughs> like, so I'm guessing Fall Out Boy was a big inspiration for you guys.
1: For sure, yeah, like
2: absolutely. you, you sound very, very similar to Patrick Stump. Yeah, I'm, high school know.
7: driving around in high school in the car and with all this old CDs.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say old school like Fall Out Boy. Take this to your grave, Fall Out Boy.
7: For sure, for sure. Yeah, and this is the one from the Take This to Your Grave repress that they just did. That's, oh, yeah. Just, just came in the mail last week, and I'm so stoked about it.
1: Oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, also give me uh, some vibes. At least, what was the song? Wasted My Age, you sounded just like Mark Hoppus. I don't know if you're a big influence of Blink or oh, Mark. Oh, that, that, you could, you been, that, that could have been. That could have been. That works.
7: That was Zach, yeah. Was it Zach. Zach actually, that part uh, that I think you're talking Zach, about you
1: sound just like mark hoppus and i was blowing my fucking mind i didn't know plus 44 <laughs> and you guys just banged or something but i was like what the fuck
6: damn that's <laughs> the first time i've i've heard that like that uh comparison i i'm you, you actually just <laughs> validated
1: it. you
5: validated me because i say that i sound like mark hoppus but as like an insult to myself oh. uh, i always i mean mark hoppus he's great but i i always say that i sound like if you combined all i'm I'm not being self-deprecating. I am the weakest singer of the four of us. I, I have an element that's that's quality that I think I can provide. But these guys are the three. I mean, obviously, Kid is amazing. But Gio and Ivan are such good singers. And uh, I always say that I sound like the worst parts of Mark Hoppus mixed with the worst parts of Tom DeLonge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty good. Like the no, yeah, it's still pretty good. I guess <laughs> you have like the... The zero personality Mark Hoppus, like clean voice, plus the like uh, obnoxious nasal uh, Tom DeLong thing. But whatever, we out here. We're, yeah, dude. Oh, he, was, he, was, yeah. he
7: was crying in the studio when he when he recorded that part,
1: dude. I loved it. I love that yeah. part. Oh, That's that great. Brought oh, me to like I, like, I miss you with Mark's like voice there. Oh man, it's so yeah. dull, but it's perfect at the same time, dude. Yeah, like, he sounds
2: so disinterested. And I miss you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me and Batch always joke it sounds like Mark's just like okay yeah i miss yeah. you yeah
6: <laughs> yeah a- a- ambivalent at at best yeah about yeah. missing or not missing you know True. Well, <laughs> do you think that do you think that aids marks.
7: it or do you think that hurts it i mean it's still a classic aids. Aids. Classic oh, it definitely helps it yeah. that's crazy right yeah that's the that's the craziest thing to me is like digging up like wow what what about all these vibes makes all these old records work like the differences between uh, under- know, I take, this, I take this this year grave yeah exactly
1: yeah it's 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 it's, and it's interesting how everyone transitions and, and takes it how and perceives it differently especially mm-hmm. with like the new generation and then our generation i'd probably say and then the older generation and then what blink-182 is doing now and it's just completely it goes to like, what was the song? I'm sorry, I don't know at the top of my head. It seemed like you guys were talking about bands changing up all the oh, time.
7: Pedestal. 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 It pedestal. brings me
1: to that kind of segue where it's like, that's, was that song directly? I know you kind of wrote a brief synopsis like on the, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it was on YouTube or something. And it said that like, it was basically about like changing up and stuff. Was that towards groups and bands and stuff always like starting to change up?
5: sort of i mean that was the the inspiration at least but it was kind of like the the big point was really uh the way that we process our own fandom and because it just felt like that that was written in 2018 and 2016 was just like the year i mean looking back it was like nostalgia which i actually think is like in you know, in some ways like kind of negative but like it was like oh blink's back they had this new like fun record with skiba and they're like you know whatever everybody thinks about it the blinks alive like my favorite band of all time under Earth, they just fucking reunited star wars is back like all the <laughs> shit from my youth that is like the best thing ever for me like just mm. happened all at once and then to- and felt great and then 2018 was when it was like the next step of that and everybody's doing some different thing and it's kind of like no but i want the th-, you know and like that <laughs> feeling but less of like the more of like i could i couldn't or er, brian and i wrote the lyrics for that but i think it was like a mutual part of me my dog's barking
2: oh no problem
1: <laughs> it literally you, happens to me all yeah, the time a, <laughs> so. like
5: the mutual feeling of like uh why uh like why do i let this affect me so much uh mm-hmm. and why can't i just like accept what is reality and like not have my <laughs> basically just feeling like the butthurt fan in the comments and like acknowledging that you're that person and not wanting to be that person but yeah i guess like we drew from different places from all that but it was nothing like exactly specific more just like our own relationship with art and you know things that we love changing and kind of not being like comfortable with it
2: cool yeah, because oh, yeah. I think me and Steve talk about that all the time, how it's like, you know, when a band comes out with something that's like, like Neck Deep's record, for example, we both hate it. Well, Steve didn't hate it, but I hated it. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I should just appreciate that Neck Deep's still making music. Yeah, but definitely. But at the same time, I'm like, I really just didn't like it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think...
6: Just because th- you appreciate and understand something like, doesn't mean you have to tolerate it.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly.
6: Like, like that. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's like that, that four year record that like every four year fan was like stoked for. And then it came out and everyone was bummed out. Yeah. Know, yeah. That, that same thing. It's like, oh, they're still making music, but like, it just doesn't feel like it's made for me, which, like, who the fuck cares? Like, you, as an artist, you have to serve yourself first, I think. And then hopefully yeah. your fans are going to follow yeah i think there
5: it's there's a different story with all of them like i feel like there's some times when i can recognize that something isn't for me but i still think it's good and there's sometimes that i'm like it's not what i wanted but i'm like i don't know if you guys are familiar with that band hundredth but they like used to be a, just a like a counterpart style hardcore band and now make like indie pop and the indie pop shit is like their best music like by far like they are best suited to to make that and it rocks and it's cool to like, I like the hardcore stuff too. And I like the indie pop stuff too. So it's like, it's nice to like go into something and be like, all right, let's just see what this is without. Cause there are people being like, you know, all upset about that. And mm-hmm. that's, and it seems strange to read that. But then there's also like the new a day to remember record that I think is just like, po- mm. like very like poorly written, like not like style aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it just like feels like lazy and, just like, and the thing that's so great about them was always their songwriting, and then now hearing like really whack, like no heart at all, songwriting, and it's just like, yeah. dude, what? So, I don't know. There's like a two way street with that sometimes.
4: It's also important yeah. to separate separating the art from the artist, which has become more and more prevalent. But but even just like what you're to put a point on it, putting on a pedestal, and like I, I hear a lot of people that'll say shit like, oh, like like a day to remember sucks now or like neck deeps or whoever they're disappointed with. Like, like I've even said like, Oh man, like fall boy sucks now. It's like, no, no. Like <laughs> Patrick sums a better singer than he's ever been. Uh, and, and Andy Hurley's a better drummer than he's ever been. Yada, yada, yada. I just didn't like that record. I can say like, I can walk around and say like say rock and roll sucked, but I don't need to ever say like fall boy sucks now. Cause that's not the truth. Right, uh, and to get mad at like the artist for for like acting as though they like took away that thing that you loved, like like oh like they ruined like their shit because like I wanted this record, it's like that record's there, have that they tried something else, maybe it was for them, maybe it was for you, it didn't work, whatever. But yeah, just like separating that, like hey, like love and hate the thing you're talking about, and and kind of be a you know take note of what you're talking about when you're saying like, Oh, I love this thing. Or I hate this thing. It's that different, mm. subtle, but super important.
3: Yeah.
7: I also feel like when I was younger, I just used to spend with fall Out boy. Obviously mm-hmm. I assume you guys have talked, touched on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, uh, when I was younger, I used to identify really heavily with fall Out boy and like what it was to be a fall Out boy fan. And that was a specific kind of pop punk and emo fan too. And um As I've gotten older, I've just, I, I, just out of my own self interest, I don't identify that heavily with anything anymore. There's nothing that's within someone else's control that I should rely that heavily on for my own support, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like when I used to think that when a band changed or something like that, they were exactly taking that away from me. And they're not, you know, if anything, I'm taking their, autonomy away from them by being a bitch about it online you know
3: (laughs) yeah yeah Um, and
7: also and it's just and it's just not good for me it's not good for my own like relationship with myself and music and whatnot and i'm trying to drop it
1: well you're trying you're being self-aware which is yeah, which is like one of the most important things to do, and you're growing because as human beings, yeah. we just grow from everything, no matter what stage in life we're in. But I mean, sure. no matter what, me and Bash talk about this. At the end of the day, people are gonna complain whether they change or whether they stay the same. Because if they stay the same, why mm-hmm. aren't they fucking yeah, doing something different? This is ten right. albums of the same shit. And if they change, why did they change? I like their other shit. So no matter what, someone's it's gonna can't win. Bitch, you can't win. Of course. <laughs> It's yeah like and I I,
6: it's like being a fan and like feeling like you're owed anything is kind of crazy yeah <laughs> like, yeah. like at, at least as an artist like i don't owe fucking anybody anything i do owe myself the um the courtesy to explore my own artistry, my own creativity try new things, stretch or not stretch do the same shit over and over again like i think mm-hmm. there was just one i'm not like the biggest john mayer fan but i there was a tweet a while ago that i saw from him that was like this next record is for all of you guys, and I was like, "Who the fuck wants to listen to that?" For all of you, guys? Who are you make music. You fucking asshole. But, you know, it just it didn't make sense to me. Like, I don't know. I think we we've been talking about this, but like, trying to like, um, you know, I think a, like a being a fan is is kind of just falling in love with with like someone's brain and someone's ear and someone's creativity. Especially with like social media, it makes this all encompassing thing. So like, I think the the ideal fan these days is just one that you're actually connecting with on a personal level and like if they make something that you don't fuck with it's like cool i'll try the next one you know like that that seems more fair to really everyone but not being like you better make this record the same as the last one because i'll be pissed you know
2: i think and that's like so hard to do like because i feel like i'm a diehard green day fan and i hear like a lot of that like with green day and people like bring up dookie and they bring up american idiot and it's like those albums are so hard to make in general and then you want them to keep making that like yeah. you can't you can't there's no way you can do that it's impossible yeah,
6: yeah and you're also talking about people who have lived their lives live their fucking lives uh, what 20 30 years ago making dookie i mean sure mm-hmm. he's still wearing fucking eyeliner But like, but that's like, you know, that's like a lot. There's so much life that that person has lived. Like, it's crazy to put an expectation on like, you better make the same fucking thing and better be, it better bang in the same way that it did in this culture that doesn't really apply anymore. Like the zeitgeist has changed. Everything has changed.
1: And that's why I, that's why I am, I'm a huge Blink fan and I respect Tom because mm -hmm. Tom doesn't, didn't want to keep making the same 15 songs that they make every album and yeah. he even says one time on in an interview, or I think he was on stage. He's like, "I didn't want to write songs about being 15 and the girl I loved anymore. I'm married. I have a dog. I don't give a shit about that stuff. I'm growing." <laughs> he's like, "I want to talk about aliens, Sasquatch, and make kids' books. <laughs> Fuck it." And I was like, "That's." And but it took me a while too because I hated Tom for leaving, and I was like, "How could you do this to me? To me? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm 15. Going back to what you're saying was like." I took it more personally, you know, being younger, frontal cortex isn't developed. I don't know what the hell is going on. I have a penis, <laughs> so. Um, but, but anyways, long story oh, wait, short. Go. Yeah, I respect for artists, I respect all artists for that. I just feel lucky enough to be able to have this music come into my life. And whether it be like our whole thing about mental health and just humans in general, like this can be interpreted a million different ways and it can save my life, which it does mm-hmm. in music like that. And you guys kind of hit it on the head with a lot of the mental health things and I mean, you even talk about how like having a shitty day. Listen to this song, or like if you're going through something, you can hear it in your lyrics and just the way you progressively um, station your um, guitar and drums and bass and everything. The way it's it's um, the way you guys do it is just perfect because you can feel the emotion. It's almost theatrical, so to speak. There's a couple of songs that I written down here that had more of like a theatrical feel to it for me, um, mm-hmm. just how I broke it down but um okay. but anyways yeah that's that's the end of that statement
2: <laughs> yeah and that that's what gave me the big fallout boy vibes was because they're very they're this like very similar Super. almost like theatrical like steve said like you can feel it in the drums and then the bass and the guitar and in the vocals like it's all just comes together perfect
7: oh absolutely dude even oh, yeah. in some of the cover art they have the you know they have the curtains on front of the cork tree they have they have the the the, the, the fun set on infinity on high and whatnot and yeah, it just comes down to um, just trying to create, like, a space for people to come and yeah go through their shit, you know, grow.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of covers, who designed your cover? Because that shit is super intricate and amazing because you have, like, a million things going on. <laughs> uh, it's this dude named
5: Wickaxonoasis Azus, who is an Indonesian <laughs> graphic designer. Uh, he We just found him through hashtags on Instagram. Or no, we... I follow a bunch of
4: like, uh, graphic slash tattoo Instagram profiles that are just like badass shit like that. Mm-hmm, and Zach yeah. was talking about, like, yeah, like, you know, we kind of discussed what we are going through or for the art. And I think I sent him like three profiles. And I was like, how about these? And then we just found WCAG and it was like, this is sick.
5: Yeah. We made like a little proposal and kind of were like, we knew that we wanted the, the cover to like visually kind of like, show the lyrics in some way but we also like didn't want to be specific we wanted to like give direction enough but but kind of like we sent the artist like the like a bunch of stuff that we like was like some stuff with like he did like a skeleton and i was like oh okay so like i saw him draw a skeleton and that kind of like jog some like oh maybe try like a skeleton at a desk or something but like i was like maybe try like a guy in a hamster wheel or something but like most of it he just we just sent him the lyrics and we sent him the album and he said like still the because he's yeah it was was great it was a little it was a little (laughs) difficult because he doesn't speak english very well i mean we (laughs) were able to translate things but he said like just some of the most genuine and wholesome shit ever uh like on the first email we sent like a bunch of bunch of different designers and he was the first one to respond and he was also our first choice so that was really sick but in the email he says i like pop punk uh and or no really no this was it (laughs) really and again i like pop or no Shit, really? I like pop punk, really. And again, you have a cool beat. That's the heaviest
3: in the world. We, we <laughs> took it off
5: our website, but at one point, we Ivan had like had like some fake testimonials on there, and we just realized it was that not was the alive to have them. But it was yeah, on like right on the the front. <laughs> one was uh really i like pop punk really and again you have a cool beat and we're just like (laughs) it should be a shirt bro (laughs) that should be that really should be (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we we i don't know we had a couple drafts back and forth with him but like he sent us a cut he sent like i think the second draft he sent and had like the skeleton and the guy in the hamster wheel and all this shit and there was even one Mm -hmm. with like more stuff and we're like all right cool like keep these main things and we dialed it back but he's just a fucking amazing artist and i think like we definitely wanted it to look unlike somebody else like we didn't we kind of like originally went in thinking like maybe it's like a tattoo style kind of like like american tattoo but like the Mm. story so far has done that a lot and we like Mm. that like feel like it's really been done right We, we knew we wanted some kind of like illustration but nothing that was like cartoony and nothing that was like too very realistic looking and he kind of like got right in the middle just in his own style and yeah he's just incredible yeah he's did awesome. a good job killed
1: it yeah i like i liked it because uh i couldn't tell what the hell it was till i like zoomed in and then when i did i was like holy fuck it's like where's
2: waldo there's so much going on here that's perfect. what i liked about it perfect yeah it it reminded me a little bit of um neck deep's life's not out to get you cover that was a
5: big nice. inspiration yeah yeah Result.
2: where it's like it, it like it's not in that American traditional like that is like, I know it taught that, but it kind of reminded me a lot of that where it's almost like every song is represented on it.
5: Yeah. And it just looks, it looks like a mess altogether.
2: (laughs) Like, but you
5: remember just like the, like the, the first time you see that you're just like, wow. I think that's like that. And like dance Gavin dances artwork. True. uh, Those are like kind of, strong as well. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Crazy. Like, I don't know. It's just something that you're never going to going to forget the first time that you see it. I don't know that. I mean, I don't know that we'll do that as a theme going forward. Like I'd be down to, but I think just for this album, kind of just like what it talked about and just kind of felt right. But yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely. So,
1: um, so I wanted to ask uh, the main question that, that we should have asked in the beginning, like what part of L.A. are you guys even friggin located in? Uh, oh, well the, the, they live the, on, yeah.
6: on a complex um, these three live on a complex in uh, East Hollywood um, I do, don't recommend ever going there um, it's oh my god uh, it's, uh, it's, it's it's basically like it's in the valley of a bunch of trash like is it's a bunch it's, of a, trash it's a little style. slice
7: of paradise it,
6: no our, East, East Hollywood yeah. is actually super so rad
7: nice.
6: our, our street is incredible I, <laughs> yeah, I love I love where they live. They but they live in a little complex and I our compound rather, and I live in uh, Highland Park. Oh, nice, very yes. good. Yes,
4: my mic is now on. And that <laughs> that's he lives that's his next
7: yeah. Ivan and I live in the same house and then uh Zach lives in this house behind us. We all share uh like a driveway and We're all friends the front yard. And stuff. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh, not that, not you, that you heard it not here that. first. <laughs>
7: uh yeah, and we all we all like to, you know, sit in the front yard and have our powwows and stuff.
1: oh yeah. That's cool. And that's dope. And then do you guys uh, have you go to a recording studio? Is that in L.A. or do you have to drive far? or Do you actually have it in house?
5: Uh, so for this record, we went to a place. We went to a recording studio called 64 Sound. That's in Highland Park right over by Gio's place. But we only did drums and we, we did drums there. And then we like printed the guitar and bass tones, um, which were all like recorded DI. So we, we just reamped those. Um, but everything else was just done in my bedroom and in Geo's uh, home studio.
1: Hell yeah! Yep. And then cool. the most cliche question we can ask, basically. But how did you guys become a band? How did you become friends? Who was banging whose girlfriend until you all banged uh,
2: them together? Like what happened?
6: Um, banging.
2: How did you end up in it? <laughs> how did you end <laughs> yeah, up? How in did the Cape that? Cod guy? <laughs>
6: so
3: <laughs> so.
2: Uh,
6: yeah, so so Zach and I uh, went to Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, and we um, we met. Like I remember going in as kind of like a punk kid and like being like, "Oh, I'm like not gonna make any friends here. This is be fucking weird." I was also straight edge, and I was like, "I'm gonna be going to school with a bunch of hippies who were smoking pot." And I met I met Zach oh, on God. I think my second day because he was wearing uh, an uh, was it Alasana? and Oh my god, he was wearing that shirt, and I was like, "Dude, I fucking love that band." And then we were hanging out for like years and years. And I showed him, I don't know, Transit and Wonder Uh, Years. Transit. Story Uh, so far, right? That's how I've heard the story. Story so far, yeah. I was just, I just, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty. uh, I don't know. I feel like (laughs) like, (laughs) I feel like I'm responsible for Zach's music taste, but, but uh, yeah. From there, Zach and I. Zach and I graduated uh, and then moved out to LA. And Zach, you can tell the rest of of it. Uh, That's how I got in, in this.
5: Yeah, so I'm sort of the link between everybody. But Ivan, uh, so I mean, we've all just kind of been friends through music and through college and whatever else. But Ivan and I were uh we've been best friends since middle school we are in each other's first band ever uh which ivan played drums in at the time called llama crossing uh,
6: <laughs> yep. uh and that's then some
3: hardcore
1: uh,
6: shit yeah. hey that's straight edge band
1: oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense
5: bro you know um and uh so we yeah but ivan and i have been have been homies since we were literal kids and then uh brian i met because i was a camp counselor at this like camp for music that like the public school put on and he is a couple years younger than me and so he was like a student when i was a uh counselor or whatever and he was just like insanely good at music and i he, i was like oh this kid is literally as good as guitar as me and then he ended and we like we became homies then, but kind of and stayed in touch. But I don't know, we were just kind of like on different paths, because he's much younger than me. And then he came up and visited us at Berkeley. And if you've, you've probably realized that he we call him kid all the time, it's because Gio and I lived in an apartment. Uh, and he came up and visited. And I told Gio, I was like, hey, uh, yeah, my, this kid, Brian, he's, he's coming up, uh, he's gonna like crash our apartment, he's gonna um, like apply for reason why I just like check out Berkeley before he applies to it or something. And he was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then just forgot about it. And then I was like, Oh, hey, I'm going to the airport. He's like, why why are you going to the airport? It's like, oh, I have to go pick up that kid I told you about Brian that's crashing with us with us with us this weekend. He was like, Oh, don't don't even tell me his name. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call him kid. And then it just and <laughs> it just became cemented that he's kid. Um, that, was sick. that
7: was a sick time. Yep but uh we saw transit in a, in a classroom oh yeah yeah we picked- oh, oh
0: yeah no oh, dope as fuck. i was
7: like 16 and they were in co- they were in college and it was my first time in the city and yeah we like wandered around boston trying to find that stupid classroom and then we did and transit was there and it was oh, sick
6: yeah, was oh, that yeah their last i think that was the last show i ever saw from them r.i.p r.i.p tim
2: i know it's too bad fuck, is man. that after that wasn't after the sam show the sam show no oh
6: no, no, no. but but i didn't see them on, on that
5: Oh yeah yeah we but so anyway we we, we got- all we all went to uh we all the three of us went to Berkeley for a bit Gio and I came out to la first uh, Brian came out a couple years later um, and then Ivan came out a, a year or two was yeah I think a year after Brian and then moved into their place and I mean we had kind of been like I had been making demos kind of trying to form this band you know that I had envisioned and like, bunch of those demos were with geo a bunch of them were with ivan and i was kind of just like let me just collaborate with my friends who i like i know like the same genre of music as me and whatever else and we just made a ton of demos and then some of them were like i had kind of co-writes with my songwriting friends like our like the song all i can is a co-write with our friend sam who's like a pop artist and the song wasting my age as uh, is a co-write with uh, my roommate niall who's like kind of an r&b artist and so there's like and I was just like, oh I like writing songs to people. I like collaborating with people. And it just so happened that like the people that I liked collaborating with the most are these three other guys, and <laughs> it kind of just all really formed naturally from that, being like, "Oh, well, these songs, we think these songs are great. Like, let's just do this." And especially once once Brian moved to l a, he demoed "All I can, yeah and as like a, oh, let's like, yeah, like just sing this. I know you're a good singer." I, but I didn't know he was like this good of a singer and
6: and then it was a sick experience
5: and then after hearing that back we were like oh fuck okay like you're the singer of the band so then after that then it became kind of more of a process of like the four of us making it all together and then eventually we found ourselves just having a record and yeah that was kind of the whole process we kind of like built the band around just making an album together and so that was kind of the start of everything and then that brought us to where we are now oh yeah okay
1: that's that's pretty cool so where are you all originally from? If you're you said you all moved to LA where are you all originally from? Yeah,
5: I missed that. Me, Brian, and yeah, I all from sort of like, Virginia. Virginia.
7: Oh, no shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're right like right outside of DC. No shit. Okay, oh, cool. Nice. But I remember oh, yeah. I had no idea about any of the DC punk stuff until after I'd moved away.
1: Oh, that's so Absolute sad. Absolute
7: mass massive tragedy. <laughs>
1: that's so sad, dude. <laughs> yeah.
5: I Ivan, tell your D C Punk story because it's so funny.
4: Oh man, like I the first drum kit I ever played was uh Fugazi's drum kit.
1: What? Yo, that's what so sick, fuck? bro. Ian Makkay's uh, the shit. <laughs> it, like,
4: yeah, I think it was so I for the longest time I, I thought it was the, the drummer Brand- Brandon it's Brandon Brandon. Brandon. Brandon's wife, but it was actually Ian Mackay's wife. Cause I I was talking to my mom about it. She's no, no, no. It was Ian's wife who was like my mom's like holistic consultant or some fucking white bullshit. And uh, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And so obviously my mom, like my mom was not obviously my mom was a huge hardcore, like punk hardcore DC scene uh, fan. Like I think she still wears her fucking jacket with the like sex pistols patch on the back of it and a thousand patches. But yeah, yeah, so like my first my first concert, well there were a lot of concerts I was brought to, and the first one I can remember is a Fugazi concert. That's so sick. Uh, but yeah, so I, I grew up with, you know, seeing Fugazi and like bad brains and doing oh whole, like a whole scene. It's my
1: childhood.
7: Yeah. Same. Like going to like the fucking black cat and the anthem and the velvet. Oh hat. man.
1: And and, and
7: now Ivan's like the like the tender acoustic singer songwriter <laughs>
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, the one oh, that spins
7: yeah i'm just like i i don't
4: i don't want to hear that right now because <laughs> this is like new and cool and rebellious to you guys this is not like <laughs> i've been following the program for me and i don't fucking care and also like like i grew up pretty poor and whatever you could say like i compared to the people around me i did not have a lot of money my fucking parents were like great and so like i was like hi oh, yeah i'm just not that angry like at all like <laughs> Uh, it's i don't really relate with like i'm not there's nothing to lash out at uh my parents like were (laughs) super cool like towed the line between just like you know like perfect friendship and and responsible parent thing and like you don't really have a lot to complain about on that front so like the whole hardcore punk attitude just like didn't hit with me because i didn't have like i lived around all the people who had like the the uptight parents who you know had you know like the the business dad and the stay-at-home mom and and like the very strict this and that and like no <laughs> <laughs> my parents worked yeah. all the time and when my mom wasn't working out of the house she had like a daycare program that she ran out of our house just so she could get paid to raise oh, shit. my my siblings and I plus other people um and yeah so I just like the whole hardcore thing just like was kind of a miss on me by the time. Like, I really appreciate it. And every time I like sound check a bass guitar, I still play Waiting Room. But oh my God,
3: uh, <laughs> That's it, it, it's
4: just like, yeah, sick. I mean, you you still like, joined, you still joined like a post hardcore band. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, just different, yeah,
1: just that vibe. That's I, sick. Yeah, yeah Waiting Room is one of the best songs, especially with that fucking just that like, whole background that makes sense <laughs> yeah
4: and, and like having that fucking it's like it's like and what are you gonna do when you sound check a bass? are you gonna like slap higher ground like a fucking idiot or are you just gonna like I mean, yeah geo what do you do when you sound uh, check
7: <laughs>
4: you know or are you gonna have like have this like perfect like huge headroom like ampeg stack and just like it's just like it's yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with
1: that <laughs> that's yeah. sick Yeah, for me growing up, I was literally like your mom, I guess. I was like super, but I was also very much like Gio. Like, I was straight, I literally just broke straight edge like not too long ago because my mental health was so bad because I just like anxiety, depression, all these other things. I couldn't control anything. And I was like, I'm fucking, I'm smoking weed. I don't give a shit. Like, I want everything because I don't want to take medication yet. So I tried everything until it got to the point where now I'm finally on medication and I'm happy with my choice. But it took me forever clean, like everything, just super clean. I was super into like all those bands, H2O, Comeback Kids, Black Flag, you know, uh, Have Heart, like all that shit. That was like that was my shit, which, by the way, if you don't know this from what I'm saying right now, uh, Chess is probably my favorite song ever because of all those reasons it's a quick one and a half 145 seconds dude and i went hard as fuck jamming to that (laughs) yeah boy (laughs) all i was like i was like yo this is hto basement shows back in the day with comeback kids like let's go Um, but um, yeah it's just like that's that's the shit i grew up on man and like um not that i i don't have i still have my like literal like leather jacket that i like carved like the minor thread sheep and all this stuff into it like and yep. uh and then i got it to blink 182 and like all these things it's just like it's crazy how the world works and now i just play hockey lift weights and do a podcast and it's like i don't wear any of that shit anymore <laughs> man Right. I like
6: this guy. <laughs> yeah, I do. yeah, um, um yeah, it, that's a lot to carry. I think the uh the straight edge thing, at least for me, was a lot to carry. Like like through through college because it ended up being like, it kind of shut me off to like a a huge part of the world because it was like, any any social interaction where someone was like drinking or smoking, I would just like automatically just like disparage them Mm -hmm. and like in my brain and Mm -hmm. and would just shut myself off to like an incredible like just like amazing beautiful people like just because i had some prejudice against like i don't know kids in like mesh hockey hats in my high school like (laughs) like uh, hooking up with like the the better looking girls (laughs) And, (laughs) and like and drinking in their parents basement or something i don't know i mean i think a lot of it was was so helpful but uh and the culture was so amazing but i think um I definitely, I, I can relate to that for sure. Um, oh, yeah. especially like, especially the psychiatry part, like getting prescribed drugs and being like, um, I feel like I'm like, maybe not ready to like alter my brain chemistry like this. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've definitely been there. So
1: I understand yeah. that. And it's like, so like. It's just tough because you go, like, I started taking medication at the age of nine. I was put on medication, yeah. Oh, was it, like, were they like, oh, you have ADD? Yeah, I was a typical 90s baby that, you know... Like that South Park episode, me and Badge talk about all the time. Oh, you look to the left and to the right too fast. You have ADD. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally yeah, was like... sad, man. It was sad. And I was put uh, on this that's... medication for a long time. And I, I also have severe OCD. But like, nonetheless, I was on it until the age of like 16. And I finally was like... And I started like abusing it like stupidly because I was at that experimental age from like 14 to 16. But at 16, sure. I was like, fuck this. And then I found, you know, straight edge. And I was like, this is amazing because I've always been in the punk scene. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then when I broke, like um, not to go down a rabbit hole, but like, yeah, that was tough because it's tough to go from one extreme to, you know, straight edge. And then having that like, oh, my God, like. Screw you. I lost a lot of friends over that. And because I had this stupid stigma or whatever bullshit, in my brain was just like, if you drink, you're a piece of shit. You're just an alcoholic. Yeah. And I was also reflecting what I saw in my own house that made me feel like this is what you are to me. So when it became the time for me in my late 20s now where it's like, oh, you know, you have to do something. Um, to change or otherwise you're not going to be on this planet anymore it was like well fuck it we're gonna die everything to yeah. you know an obvious extent not go crazy but yeah it is <laughs> tough but music plays a big role in all of that uh going back to like music it's just like this is therapy in itself Um uh, this then you guys know that you create it and you literally obviously are inspired by other artists and music itself and so like this is all tied in together which is just like helping people get through whether it's you know you know you're grounded to you know you lost somebody in your life or you're just having a good ass time or you want to get drunk and hang with friends and that's where all of this like is inspired for this podcast it's just like hey do you like we want to show support for everybody and everything in this world because we're human beings trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and like it's just it's beautiful to interact with people like you guys and interact with my best friend batch and and build our relationship and continue to you know meet people like you guys and show support and then also get badass rad music that we didn't know like you guys sound like like I don't know I'm going to transition here so I'm not going on too long but what in the fuck happened with the process of like being like, like a day to remember screaming uh, like you got fallout boy, n- insanely nice pitches. Like turning point is probably my favorite song when it comes to yeah. where the range, the per- you get to really, really hear your range of voice in that song. And where did that all collide? Or was everyone just on the same page and it naturally happened or was someone like, yo, let's scream right in that spot. Uh, well,
7: the, First, first of all, Zach is is produced the whole record, but he he, I had never worked with a vocal producer, someone who was like gonna be, like oh that take was good, man, but try this and do this. Uh, I I'd never done that with anybody before, and I was a lead singer before I I joined this band, but um, but I had never really thought I was that good until, until I started doing some of the shit that Zach uh, asked me to do. And I heard all I can back for the first time and was like, Holy fuck, dude, that that's me. Um, and so it was just a big like confidence boost. Like, Hey man, you can do it. It's just like, even if it comes down to like hold out this note longer or use this kind of vibrato, you know um, you, you really can, sound better than I than I thought I could. And then I was like, damn, dude, I should, you know, really want to go. Like Patrick Sump has all of this soul and all of this like vibe that I wanted to to bring out. And I was like, damn, I really like wonder if I can I can be able to even pull pull that off. And then we're talking about having, you know, Geo doing his second layer of of rougher vocals and and Zach was was, you know, given some vocals and Zach was given some yells and some screams. Um, and I was like, dude, I I really want to try to scream. Like I've just always, you know, like it's always in the back of Saturday and I've always been like a little, and I like Under Oath too. Like I've always just been interested and, uh, and I remember it was on Sandcastle that I went to go do. And I don't even think it's actually on the record anymore. Um, but I went to go do this background part and was, and you know, did my first scream for the first time. was like, holy shit, that (laughs) Was fun. It was really sick. It does not sound like what I do on the record. It was a whole different style of screaming that was more just like balls to the wall. So fucking loud. (laughs) Uh, And, and eventually, you know, I was looking on YouTube and I I did some tutorials and I took about a year to, to learn and practice how to do the, the fry metal core kind of, kind of thing. And then, it was just like, let's go. we like re- you know we recorded either all these things I wanted to re-record and we started writing more with screaming in mind. that's we you know we wrote, wrote pedestal with screaming in mind, obviously and and I wanted to do all sorts of like not that I was just trying to be ambitious because we aren't always trying to serve the song the best, but in pedestal, I knew I wanted to do the the line at the end of the song where I transitioned from singing to screaming mm. that kind of stuff is like that mm-hmm. that stuff in Under Earth is always my favorite when he's like, Doing the yelling and the singing and the screaming all in one line, like that's I think the most expressive shit to me ever. And and then to like line it up with with Geo's vocals, you know, Geo does is that you do your own singing and you do screaming on the record. And and even I think even Zach has some screams in the record. And I don't know, it just kinda all came out and we all kind of just wanted to do it <laughs> and have fun without, you know, without overblowing the songs. Yeah, the- but but we found our moments
5: like, uh, the, the original, my original thought making this band was like, okay, I wanted to have something that was like really mem- and I still think this to a degree, but like everything is intricate, uh, and like challenging that like pushes me as a musician, but also never something that doesn't serve the song and, and always something that like, even if it's intricate, it's always memorable and hooky and catchy. Mm. And so like that, that mentality created wither away and then uh a couple a couple other demos um more than i deserve was one of those ones i made like four songs that were like almost identical in like style and structure and then was like and realized immediately after that i was like oh shit like i like these but like i can't make 20 of these like i gotta experiment and do some shit and i think that was when i really started uh collaborating with ivan and geo and Uh, in this like initial demo process and realized early on too, that it was like, I think making a band and making and, you know, producing whatever, like writing songs, working with people, like it's the, the, whatever specific vision you go in with musically, like doesn't fucking matter at all. Like I've heard so many people be like, Oh, I want to make a band that's like this. And it's like, eventually that'll go back to the same, Artist thing of being disappointed with you know because you can't like if you're creating from like a vision all the time like it's fine to have a vision but if you're creating from that all the time eventually like your true self is going to come into it so i think that was like getting i didn't envision the band ever having screaming or anything i was like oh we we won't do that because then we can't be as but you know like mm-hmm. some um thing but as we kind of progressed i realized too like what makes something good, especially a band is like just many people's influences and talents coming together in like an honest way. And fortunately I'm in a band with three really fucking talented (laughs) people and three who also happen to be three really fucking talented songwriters and riff writers and lyricists and producers and everything else. So it's like you know, like all of us individually are artists. And then kind of when we all put that together, that kind of just kind of, I don't know, like the chest just came about because we had extra time in the studio and Geo was like, I have this like kind of dumb Boston hardcore song I've been working on. And oh, he my
2: said, God. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit it on the head. <laughs>
5: And almost Uh, like if we, if he didn't send that, it wouldn't, but like, could you imagine if I was like, oh no, it's, it doesn't sound exactly like wither away. So it doesn't fit the vision. So we can't Mm. do it. We're all just like, no, I think this is sick. So let's like, so fuck it. Let's, let's just do it. And then I think having like, having the fact that it's made together by the four of us, that's what makes it good terms, regardless of what the style is. Like already, we've been working on LP2 and there's shit that's like way poppier and shit that's like
2: way fucking heavier (laughs) that's so dope hell yeah you don't you guys don't put yourself in a box you just kind of do whatever you feel like doing which is awesome
5: yeah and, and i think that's like where you get into trouble or where bands get into trouble when they go into something like without that mentality in mind exactly like i think you have to like i know like for example to go back to the new a day to remember record there's been people that have like done that this process successfully but they're like all right cool we're on fueled by ramen we're gonna do a bunch of co-writes like we literally have a number one uh writing pop co-write on this album on all i can like sam literally wrote like a number one hit song so it's like we have that but it's i mean not that doesn't matter at all but i'm saying like they did an entire album like that that was a completely different process and maybe it would have worked out but like to me it sounds like that the songs sound like whack like lazy pitch songs that were written Mm -hmm. in a day and like they can and they spent years trying to like add production and other shit but it's like dude you can't produce up a bad song or like something that didn't begin from a place of just like i honestly love the shit out of this and i think that's just something that we're trying to do like we all have very broad influences like i mean everybody you know i might be the most like I don't know, the, the widest range or the the smallest range of each of us. But like, even my, like, I still feel like I love so much different types of music. Like Ivan is into all this like awesome soft singer songwriter shit. Like Gio is also makes music by himself. That is like this. He calls it emo jazz. Correct me if I'm making that saying that incorrectly. You got it. You got it. But it's like the craziest, it's like fusion Like fucking wild shit. It's like literally some of the most amazing music I've ever heard. Brian's into jazz and like neo soul and like all this lo fi shit. And on top of like everyone's like, we all have so many things that we throw into the Mm -hmm. pot. And so, but instead of being specific about like, this is exactly what we're going to make, we're just like, dude, we just throw it into the pot. This one sounds like Knocked Loose. So let's run with that. This one sounds like Justin Bieber. Let's run with that. Like it's just whatever makes you get, get that like, fuck yeah feeling. And yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of like the basis with which we
2: create. So that kind of leads me to—we ask this all the time, but like, I guess we could go with like, who would be all of your individually top three like musical inspirations?
0: Shit! Oh boy!
2: Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I mean,
7: all right all right i'm gonna improvise it. i got yeah, it yeah
0: okay. you go you so, go first. so going to my number
7: one so number one uh this these guys fall out boy Hell yeah um obviously i'm only talking about the first four records no shade
1: yep. but
3: um, just,
2: <laughs> no i agree with, i agree I, I'm, I'm with you, I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> I agree
7: um okay i had that one locked and loaded um <laughs> let's see let's see another one another one okay this maybe not all time but another artist that uh was really big inspiring me was pat metheny the oh. the jazz fusion jazz guitarists that was my first like foray into jazz which was a whole actually I feel like in the jazz I like I don't really like his contemporaries or anything I don't really like mm. the, of that style mm-hmm. um, but dude he's just a rad guitar player who sometimes sounds like he's pushing the boundaries of everything and sometimes sounds like he's playing like the corniest blues lines and the whole time he looks ridiculous he has this giant mane of hair and the big stripy shirt and uh and i've just always really <laughs> respected <laughs> that and really been inspired by that for some reason that's always that's always pushed me forward um yeah. and then there's a third you said third artist and yep oh dude
5: can i oh, answer dude. okay a-
7: oh yeah you can answer for me
5: i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like it's the story so far
7: okay cool i was about to say the story oh, so fuck far. yeah i was like dropping through <laughs> fuck was, like, yeah no. um there fuck was a- we'll get there but well, yeah when i when i I had a period when I went to college because I went to music college, and I think a lot of people who do that go through this thing where uh you stop being able to be a fan of music because you're studying it so much, and that sucked for so long i like I knew a lot of music, I had a lot of music that I learned things from, but none of none of it to really like associate myself with mm-hmm. none of it that like necessarily made me feel
2: anything
3: that
7: that feel yeah like i didn't want to buy a shirt from anybody you know what i mean
2: yeah
3: until
7: until uh the story so far until when i discovered when i discovered them in 2019 after i'd seen them twice thought they were like pretty good and then one day just put on proper dose being like okay i'm really gonna listen and see if this is good and then i listened to it it was on repeat just because spotify was on repeat and listened to it three times in a row and was like okay this is like very very good and then and then, yeah, now I have, like, my girlfriend painted me the cover Yo, of it. Yo, that's see.
2: so sick. Oh, my God, that's saying, awesome.
7: Dude. Yeah, fam. <laughs> um, uh, something about it. It's – it's none, none, none of it really sounds that groundbreaking, but it feels like nothing else.
2: Yeah, that's – I think that's why me and Steve fell in love with them for that. It's like there's there's really nothing else like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when –
7: There's only one vibe for the – there's only one band I can go to for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and like I saw them when they opened for the Wonder Years. It was um, like right before Under the soil and dirt like blew up.
6: <laughs> oh wow!
2: So like <laughs> time
4: to catch them too.
2: Yeah, like they opened for them, and I left after they got off stage. I was like, "Well, there's no point anymore. Like, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm done. <laughs> like, there's nothing better than that. That's yeah, it. Like, yeah, it was incredible.
4: Yeah, like, Soupy, dude, you're great, but."
2: that's right
3: that's right you're going
4: to
5: do (laughs) corrupt quickly is there any chance that you guys went to the show at middle east downstairs where they opened for a loss for words in in like around that same area like 2011 probably
2: no No. that was before like a loss for words is actually from our neck of the woods too like they're from abington (laughs) and we
6: we gotta talk <laughs> <laughs> we get oh, first of all hold on i have to check in for my a flight really quick but uh oh i think i'm good okay a loss for words um uh uh the kids can't lose
2: mm. yeah
6: were you guys at that uh that release at
2: no, the no. ICC? no no i was not there nope. no me either <laughs> i know we
6: <laughs> sorry um uh oh shit i should probably go now do i have to go now yeah I'm you pretty, pretty much wish. take it yeah Shit. okay um it's hard uh, okay as a i don't if you i don't know if you guys feel like this but like you have influences in like different places like there's so many that, different
1: types are, or, yeah like Categories. So like, in, yeah
6: so like i have musician influences i have yep. production influences whatever i think this band my influences i think would it's gonna sound like pandering but it's just gonna be like what i was fucking raised on like east coast punk like guns up was like my biggest Dope. reference like ever
1: mm-hmm. um have heart band, oh yeah um man oh my god you threw one at oh, me I band, love it, dude. Wow. Yeah, did
6: you shit. watch the documentary by the
1: way yes dude excellent fucking real oh, it's so good real.
6: And whenever i feel like i want, want to like be in that place again like yes. like i'm fucking 16 i'm like driving my shitty car yes. in Boston, like <laughs> i just watch that you know um but yeah anybody who is at worcester fest so like vanna four-year oh, Vana. uh title fight fireworks oh, like yeah. that's title true, fight
2: like, another one oh my title God. fight it's so dope so, yeah
6: balance of composures like like oh yeah my 17 year old self is like, is just like influencing like my decisions in this band because it's like, I just like try to tap into like that hype of just like being at basement shows and like seeing the same people like from different towns. You're just like, oh shit, I don't know your name, but I know. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> yes. I just like that, that, those are like, those are my influences because it makes me feel like I'm part of that like, that camaraderie again. And, yeah. and just the, all the hype goes into this band. So that's, that's yeah. my answer for influences. That's so dope. All
4: right, Z-Boy.
5: All right. Um, my number one is uh, all time fair band is Under Oath. Um, that's, uh, that one's like, whatever they make in the future, like, I'm, I'll be, they'll still probably keep that number one spot. Those like first four Spencer albums are like, just like really shaped who I am as like a musician especially mm-hmm. like a lot of my opinions and just, I don't know, like that whole, like take you to another place with their album. Definitely. Like that That's like always a very important thing for me. Um, number two, I'm going to say dance, Gavin dance. Nice. Another just like nice. They're so them. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's like back to the thing I was saying. That's just like, they just throw it all in the fucking pot and spin it up. Like that's, that's very much comes from that. And then three, I'm going to cheat a little bit, but it's going to be a three-way tie or it's going to be a two-way tie between uh, the story so far and the
1: 1975.
2: Oh, oh nice. So
1: yeah. nice. Nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Have at it.
2: What? Uh, just. What, I
4: just stole yours? I mean, uh, I, you, I, you took kids too, so I guess it would nothing matters. But um, yeah, I was trying to think about like, the, the specifically in terms of inspiration and like who I think back to like, Oh, what would blank do? Or how would blank approach it? Or just if I'm, you know, honest about like, I'd love to say that certain people or certain things influence, like they're definitely on my mind, but if I go back to what I've written, how it sounds, how it was constructed and what actually like honestly influences it, I would say the biggest three Mostly from guitar writing standpoint, lyrics are everywhere. But guitar writing, I would say John Mayer, 1975 and Periphery. Wow. Jesus. Okay. Three, yeah. There's like, like, the, as, as every guitar riff I've ever written is like a blend of, of probably those three. Oh, shit! The way that they like construct things melodically and like 1975, with they're just like Awesome, like rhythmic, you know, their rhythmic lead parts. And then John Mayer with just like how his like chord structure just always impresses me, even when it's like if you distill it, it's super simple, but he comes out at a very complicated angle, which always works out for me. And then periphery, just like, well, just like stacking
3: crazy,
4: <laughs> to trying to do something that will like not is what not what you expected and will like kind of like oh okay that's that's fun also just something that's fun to play
7: because fuck boring parts
3: <laughs> hell yeah i
7: like boring parts i'm the only one of this band who likes boring parts you guys like all the fun shit i'm a bass player
6: my entire my entire existence is boring parts <laughs> <laughs> and that's why and that's why i uh,
7: on this record
6: that's that's why i play too much because i'm
7: oh yeah i like chunking i like sitting there just playing next to nothing to yeah, it's your phone oh. singing too dude
0: <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: uh, yeah. like
7: yeah i love malcolm young but fuck <laughs> <laughs>
0: dude
7: that's where it's at man just zone out and just uh, i get it but like if i zone out i'm i'm gone just, just sit I'll, out just like watch the drummer just like watch him hit the snare drum and just to just like sit there and just try to hit it at the same time as he does, like that's, <laughs> that's that's where you come into. That's my jam. Verse three or verse two? Because I don't remember.
4: <laughs> and that's that's like the downfall of every live performance I've ever had is like forgetting if it's verse three or verse two, or just where I'm at in the song because I've zoned out because the part's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, shit!
1: Man. Um, um, where? You guys still got some more time, or I don't want to. I don't want to hold you. I know you guys. Um, I don't know what your schedule is like, but
6: I got a little bit more time. Yeah. 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 I'm, a, I'm on vacation, dude. I'm in Utah. Let's go. Well,
1: hell yeah! Damn, lucky. Son of a bitch. Um. All right. So I want to ask: Do you collectively write the lyrics, or is someone more? I know that's probably a yes, but like, how does that? How does it work with writing the lyrics? There's some songs
4: that are written by one person alone. And all the way down to songs that were incepted in a room with three people. Okay. Um, and any combination of that. Uh, okay. So there are songs like, like I think Zach, you wrote "Wither Away." It's an, in its entirety, right?
5: Yeah, "Wither Away" is the only one on on the album that was just me. But even then, like Brian added uh, yeah. this the one of like the line "What happened? What happened to me?" at the end of the second verse. That yeah. like to me like the most important line of the song.
4: Lock the song. And,
5: so, like, there's still, it's, like, I guess lyrics, like, lyrics-wise, we're not, we don't really have babies with anything. Like, we all kind of are, like, I don't really oh. vibe with this, or, like, we, everything creatively is just, like, if you can beat it, like, there's no, like, majority rule, like, fuck you, like, that's my part. Uh, We just are all, <laughs> yeah. all always down to, like, hear out somebody saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I think we can beat this, and then we all just beat it together. Um, But, yeah, generally, we, like, a lot of this album, we had like the songs first. Um, Sandcastle and Useless Things, or sorry, Sandcastle and Useless Things were the only ones that we had the song first. The rest of the album, we had like the tracks first, okay. um, and, like a f- mostly fully written, like instrumental part. Um, and we kind of would just sit on them, like I think for Light at the End especially, it was, we ha- like I had the track and we were all kind of like maybe discussed a general vibe of like well the song isn't like evil sounding obviously it isn't happy though so there's like kind of like what is it that's going on that we feel like fits the song and then we kind of just had these like very long like therapy sessions almost between like with that song specifically it was uh ivan brian and i and we just like put on a voice memo and uh sat in their living room and kind of just were like venting about what was fucking all of us up at the time and uh Ivan at one point said you know we are all have in like a tough place in our careers and in our just personal lives and everything else and Ivan just at one point said he's like dude I just I don't need to like see the light at the end I just need to know that it's there yeah and, and that's such said,
2: a sick and, line
5: and he but he just said that in in conversation and and all of us were like oh
3: oh, oh dude <laughs>
5: And I think a lot of it, a lot of it, that's why they're all pretty like uh, conversational sounding. I think the lyrics, like there's not a ton, like there's some metaphor throughout, but it's, it all just is like, it just sounds like what we would want to say to ourselves or, and kind of just like putting our emotions on paper. And I know Ivan and I have talked about this in a different interview, but it's like, as soon as you do that, it doesn't make it better necessarily, but it helps you understand it. And once you can understand it, how you're feeling and kind of like zero in on that, then it's like, You can recognize more of like what's maybe causing that issue or how you can like just put your mindset to like fixing it and i don't know for me like especially a lot of we all have this similar you know plenty of similar things going on in just our our careers and wanting a different thing out of life and for me it was like just venting about like i hate the direction my life is moving in especially like my career and i just want to make you know wake up every day and like be stoked to go live my life which i wasn't uh feeling yeah, you guys
1: you guys reference that a lot in a lot of songs with the whole like you know working and clicking and ticking and doing the same shit why is it and everyone else is doing their shit i do get i hear that a lot yeah oh yeah yeah but yeah i mean
5: it was like I, a lot of that i didn't know like i didn't internalize that really or understood that i feel felt that way until i just like spit out wither away one day and that kind of like started it all of like yo Like, and also just seeing your own thoughts back and reading them being like, fuck, I need to like, I need to be more serious about this. And I think like, it's one thing if it's just a passing thought in your brain, but like, if it meant that much that it needed to get out on paper uh, and, you know, something you felt like you needed to show people or tell people about, then it's like, just shows the importance on your life. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's at least with songwriting, like we just kind of all try to find a topic that feels real. Um, to each of us and comes from you know it just kind of like we say what's the overriding emotion that we're all feeling Mm -hmm. Uh, like right now like what's poking out the most and just kind of focus on that and dig in and and almost all the time it's been something that all of us can relate to like there's you know I know that there's stuff that's been really like dire for Ivan and I that uh, Brian has said like he he relates to it in a completely different way and it's that's really sick to see that we could all contribute to something that like maybe Ivan and I had a closer feeling on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We did the same thing for chess with Geo. like that's Geo's story to tell. And we were just like, we just want to facilitate you screaming your head off about what you want to scream your head off about. So it's different every time, but I think it just tries to come from that same place.
4: I always love thinking about <laughs> the it's like I never realized how big of a deal like hating my job was like if somebody was like oh man like you know wh- what do you think about these days it's almost like like satirical it's just like cliche to just be like yeah you know the whole nine to five but it's like you don't realize how bad it is if you've written half like oh i wrote half a record about not liking my job
3: like, yeah okay yeah
4: this is a bit more than a bit like this is like something that needs to be given serious attention and and mm-hmm. And I think that we're we're so caked with that fucking American dream story, mm-hmm. uh, that fairy tale is just like no, like at best it's the fucking outline. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you yeah. know, but just kind of you know allowing yourself to like, hey, if this is this is like allowing yourself to feel the extent of what you're feeling, and talk about it and acknowledge it, and then you know um, I think what that's one of like the, the I never thought that we would reach out to so many people by talking about fucking quitting our jobs. But it's something that just like I think is very trivialized and and taken for granted by so many people because it's like, again, it's just sold as like the way to go. Mm -hmm. And the amount of people who have reached out about amongst all things fucking just like being unhappy with your job, it's like, yeah, well, if we wrote half a song or half a record about it, if not more, and that's what you guys keep commenting about. Maybe we all need to fucking think about what's going on, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah.
4: We're all spending our best days so we can die comfortably. That's fucking stupid. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: and comfort's just a temporary feeling. And at the end of the day, like you said, I think that's, that's important because I feel like the, society, the societal standard, like you said, nine to five, like it's been embedded in our heads since forever. And yeah. people just either accept it Some people, they just see it as this is what it is. And then I think more and more people, especially with COVID and everything else going on and just generation after generation are finally starting to realize like, you know, this isn't normal. Like I shouldn't be waking up five five days out of the week or some people seven for Christ's sakes out of the week, just working like like i know i spend more time with my co-workers than i do with like my girlfriend or my dog or my it's like why am i and then at the end of the day like say god forbid someone passes in my family i'm gonna say wow i wasted all this time wanting money wanting to be in corporate or whatever the thing is just yeah. to get the societal standard of working my nine to five to show that i'm a patriotic american and can do this or not even america i shouldn't even say that just like this is what we do and it's yeah it's stupid first
4: world society and and just like yeah spending 60 percent of your fucking time to to do what and and literally it's just like like the responsible adult thing to talk about it's like saving up you know your 401k your roth roa all of all these things it's like like yeah do that for sure like always you know be saving always but like this kind of goal of just like, so that when you're done working, like when you're literally too old to you're work. you're like 70. yeah,
3: <laughs> And you
4: uh, <laughs> too old to work. You're fucking too old to like have fun basically. Yeah.
6: Well, are you going to buy a fucking jet ski?
4: Yeah. And are you, you going like, to
6: buy a fucking jet ski? I would. Uh, that's gonna, what I'm
4: going to say. I would. Yeah. But I would. I would get my ass on that. Thing. After your retirement party, like doing things you should have been doing 40 years ago. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, no, no. <laughs>
5: For, for me, a lot of it isn't, it's not about not working necessarily. It's like, it's about wanting to put my effort towards something I actually fucking care about and want to build. And That's like, and Gio and I said this on a different podcast. I think it's like a, I think this is a Jim Carrey quote of sorts. I'm kind of probably going to butcher it, but it was something like you, if you're working hard at trying to achieve your dreams, like you might not end up exactly where you envisioned but you'll end up at a place that you're happy with because you'll know that the decisions that you made along the way were like something that like enriched your soul and made you like stoked and obviously like even in the best things like i get to produce music for a living and like play guitar and do all this shit that rocks but it's not to say that all of that is like bliss all the time like tuning vocals for eight hours on like you know for a it's like that sucks ass like that that's not fun but i care about the song rocking like i care about like my production being so fucking dope that it's like it's it's like putting in the bullshit work and the, all these hours on this thing that but you actually like care about it. and i think that's when it just feels like you're spinning your wheels just as like a cog in the machine for whatever that might be like that's that's when it's really shitty and that goes to what i've been saying it's like what what am i doing this for like you know like the i don't know if you guys saw that movie soul uh, yeah pitch. oh
1: what a great movie
5: That's yes like, absolutely destroyed me the part where he's talking to his mom and she's like mm. you know i've seen you i've seen she's like oh, your dad struggled for so long as a musician like you need to like stop all this music shit and and he's like music is the only thing that makes me like care about being alive and i mean not you know to a tr scenario but like it still is that thing it's like and it might be it might be graphic design or woodworking or fucking it might even be accounting for somebody or like I don't even know what like whatever the thing is but like the thing that makes you just stoked to be alive like that's what you've got to be focusing on and if it feels like that your situation currently isn't doing that change it and you might Mm -hmm. not know what it is but the path toward finding it is like at least where I've found a lot of peace
1: yeah that's literally beautifully said because that's That's spot on exactly and that's like what i gathered from wither away as well like that was like literally because like my notes i wrote down for wither wither away was (laughs) drums are amazing but also (laughs) don't give up make a change if you don't want to do it anymore stop bullshitting yourself what are you doing question mark and then that was my notes for that song and then but yeah so you do talk about um you know changing your life and getting out of your job and yes people are hitting you up saying like you know i didn't realize how much i hated my job or blah 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 like i i can you know i can see that and that's fucking awesome because i feel like it starts somewhere and that's that's a huge core of it and i feel like not a lot of people do talk about that which you know a lot of people you hear the quick nine to five thing but you know it's inspiring to hear those things and and going on to other lyrics that you guys talk about like some of my favorite lyrics that you guys have in general is on a uh, turning point and yes. that is uh, I'm sick of thinking that I'm sick in the head I wish that I could feel happy again. I think I said that right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um which uh, really right away just made me feel like at home, comforted like I had a blanket around me. It was nice to know, you know, I'm not alone, which is like a huge thing. And then at the end of it, um again, please tell me if I'm saying it wrong is it's uh, I don't know who's saying it, but it's very subtle at the end and they're saying like, Oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. turning point from realizing you're not fucked up and it won't be like this forever kind of hits the nail on the head of everything we just talked about. As long yeah. as you change something, you know. But mm-hmm. that song is insane.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that when I said a second ago that we that it all came from the voice memos that we make, like the that like when we just sit and vibe that was that specific bit was pulled from the turning point voice memo where brian said that and that's where we were like oh turning point that's that's probably like something in the title and that was like whatever he said to get that yeah ivan sorry i interrupted you You about to say something
4: no yeah as the the lyric i think is it's i always get it wrong because i always hear shit weird but it's Mm -hmm. i'm sick of thinking that i'm sick in the head for wishing i could feel happy again that's okay which which is again just down to that like when people when people like Kind of snuff off, like, I just need to take like a, a, a mental health day or something like that. And for people to be like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> think it's not important. People, like, lazy, lack of work ethic or whatever. But like, if somebody, no one would ever be like, oh, this fucking idiot loser is going to take his car in for an oil change. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Like, that you have to like maintain shit and like take care of shit or it won't work. And, and, and again, it all comes to social norms, but like, literally people people up until very recently it's just now starting to become like widely accepted and normalized just like take for granted and like laugh at and like make you feel bad and like literally like fucked up or crazy or worthless or useless or lazy for just like wanting to be happy and wanting to make decisions that are toward that even if they're not the most uh typical or financially responsible or whatever have you it's just like they make you f- they're you're made to feel bad for wanting to move in that direction so
7: i, I love also the- sometimes America. there's there's nothing outwardly wrong with your situation like what like mm-hmm. what happens if everything looks fine from the outside like i wasn't like i was in a band before this um that this is kind of my like turning point um was I was in a band before this that I ran everything and I I wrote all the songs. I was the lead singer. I you know was the producer and whatnot. And it was kick ass. I had a horn section and shit. I was taking I was taking mad long guitar solos and shit. Um, and it just didn't make me happy. And it's kind of the same thing as like maybe like being in a relationship with the person you always thought you wanted to be in a relationship with, mm. and then just being like, oh, damn, like I I have everything I wanted, but it is not sick. And I don't know if people are gonna. I don't know if I can explain why. I don't know if people are gonna understand why I'm gonna get rid of this good thing, but it isn't doing what I want it to do. And and I think this is what Zach always says about the theme of this song: It's just taking happiness into your own hands. Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's what
7: only it is, is key. yeah. Only you know what's gonna make it make it work for you, and you have to be the one to take the you know to take responsibility to take the reins. And even if society is giving you all this pressure, like. Society doesn't know what's gonna click for you, if you're really yeah. trying to make it work, you know you you might have to do the thing that doesn't seem like it makes sense.
5: Yeah, like the the job that I was bitching about the, this entire album is me doing music marketing at a record label. Like, like by all for like <laughs> yeah, which by all but yeah, which I went to school for. Like by all accounts, a cool as fuck job. Like not like I was doing some soul sucking like you know something on paper that would seem soul sucking or terrible. But it was just like I spent my whole life. Uh, building up to this path, like countless fucking internships and all this shit, just to get to this point where I was like, oh, and I when I finally got there, it was like, oh, my God, I don't like this at all. Like, it wasn't really even the job, the job. I mean, there was there was some BS associated with it, but as there is with any job, like it wasn't the job. It was just my experience being like, oh, my God, like I'm doing life
4: wrong right now. You got to say the quote. What? During the meeting that you said. Oh, um... Yeah, this fucks me up every time. Yeah, so
5: we uh, we were like courting this artist um, who was like a UK artist, and he was like a kind of like a R&B singer, but like more of like a musical. When he played a, he played a guitar all the time because it's from the UK. He, like, didn't bring an instrument. Someone was like just over email. Was like, hey, can we get this artist? Like, uh, he wants to know if he could borrow somebody's acoustic guitar. Someone has one around, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just bring mine in tomorrow, and uh he nice dude whatever like he picked up the guitar whatever we're chilling around like he played some songs for everybody it was like a nice little hang like they i don't think i don't think he ended up signing because i think he just got a better offer or something but uh at one point in the in the meeting he was like he turned to me he was like oh like so uh like why do you have this guitar like what's what's up with like basically just being like like what's your interest in guitar and I was like, oh, yeah. And it just came out of my mouth like this. I said, oh, yeah, I used to be a musician. And then when I said, like, when that just came out of my mouth, I was like, wow. Yeah, like, your I, like,
4: oh, I let the truth out. <laughs> <Uh-oh."
3: laughs>
5: <laughs> Whoops daisy. And that was like a, oh, fuck moment. Like I Like, I think I, like, went in the bathroom and, like, had to collect myself after I said that uh and now and that was when i was like all right cool like i can't keep like planning and saving like i just need to get the fuck out of here right now and that was like a couple months before i quit and just kind of like really solidified like yeah all right this is this is time to change this shit
1: wow that's incredible that's awesome well thank you to the uk guy for you huh yeah asking that question
5: i, I forget his name but he's actually a fucking awesome artist <laughs> i wish i could show him <laughs>
1: That's insane. Wow. That's, yeah, there was a lot said there and that's all, yeah, that's, that's all, that's all true. And that's, that's crazy how that happens. And it's crazy how the world, how the world can make you feel and how people can put that pressure on you. And unfortunately, we have to do it as individuals to make that change and to see that change, whether it's, you know, now or, you know, 10 years down the road, hopefully sooner, but we have to do it on our own. It's like getting sober in a sense, you know, and sober in our life to figure out, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And it doesn't mean we're going to do it forever. That just means you, like you guys said, I'm reiterating, like just doing something that you love doing, whether it's, it, it could be, you know, it could be a, a soul sucking job, but you enjoy what you're doing at the time and just getting from one path to another and, and leveling up. Cause no one's better than anyone. We're just, everyone's on different levels. Uh, no one's better though. Yeah. But yeah, I, I beautifully well said you guys are like, Honestly, one of the best interviews I have to say we've ever done just on the fact that like,
2: well, it's cause they all went to Berkeley. Like that's it. Up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's This is incredible. It's very, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just structured very well and it, it feels very yeah. natural and it's, and I appreciate you guys, um, even taking the time, especially on vacation too. Jesus. Yeah. Oh,
6: Thank you, dinner. man.
2: That's appreciate a, it. Thank you. Really appreciate yeah, that.
1: Big, big
6: on, listen, talking about myself and mental health, that's, that's my shit. Hell yeah. i about myself all the fucking time, dude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's
3: great. <laughs> I'm
6: happy to be here though. You guys have been great. This is awesome. Yeah, to, awesome.
2: To go back to what Ivan had said about, you know, when people take a mental health day, it like gets looked at like, <laughs> what do you mean? Mm. But so I was out of work recently for a month with a sprained thumb. No one said a word. Everyone was like, stay out as long as you can. But if I had like severe depression, what was having like an anxious episode or something and i had to stay out of work for a month i wouldn't have a job to go back to
4: especially mm-hmm. as a guy unfortunately e- exactly
2: yes. we were talking about this last week That yes. there's this nasty there's this stigma with like men aren't supposed to get depressed they're not supposed to be anxious they're not supposed to like have any mental health issues at all they're not supposed to have feelings it'd be sad or anything nope. and i work in the construction field and I see it all the time. If I went up to my boss and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm uh, taking a mental health day for the next two days," he would be like, "You're a pussy." Yeah, yeah. fuck you. Yeah,
4: that would immediately yeah. be it.
2: Yeah, he would laugh at me, be like, "You bitch, get fuck back off. to work." Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. It walk it off. Exact. Yeah, Just like that.
6: You know. Um, that shit catches up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta say, and I won't say there's a bias towards the East Coast, but I think there is a lot of East Coast masculinity, especially like.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
6: I don't know. I mean, so my my dad's in excavation. I've I've worked with him my entire life. Like, I got my I was driving dump truck for him for forever, and um, and I you know I called him the other, and he's he's always been like nah, like I can't do therapy. Like this is such a like a dad thing. Like I, I just don't think I'll take to it. Like he always okay. always said that. I, I, like I don't think I'll take to it. And he's like he is like in his old age becoming an emotional dude because I think you have to reconcile with all of these previous versions of yourself and all of the neuroses and all of these things that you didn't process when you're a fucking kid or at the appropriate time or inappropriate, whatever, I guess, ideal time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to him last week and, and, you know, we're talking about car shit or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, wh- what's going on? You seem weird. And he was like, ah, Geo, I'm having a, I don't know. I'm having a tough day over here. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's chill. Like talk to me about it. What's going on? And he was like, no, nah, I gotta figure it out first before I talk to anybody. Oh, and I was like, God. I was like, well, yeah, are that's... you? Are you? Because I've been in therapy for like I think two years now, mm-hmm. um, and and I've always been an advocate for him, especially, but everybody in my life. Um, and, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that that's like really." And I was like, "Are you going? To, are you going to therapy? What's going on?" And he was like, "Well, you know, like I don't like going to therapy because then I have to talk about it more." I'm like, "Damn, dude." <laughs> You know, that's, and, and, it's, and, like, and it's, not, it's not really his fault. It's just like the conditioning. Of that's
2: where he, just, how he grew up. And,
6: exactly. And it's yeah. not his fault. But it's, but I think, you know, that shit, the stuff we're talking about, taking these sick days or, or, or mental health days, or at least, you know, diving into some sort of self-discovery in your, in your 20s or, or whenever you can, can prevent you being a 55-year-old dude and not being able to talk to your son about what's going on. Or just to be honest with yourself about what's going on, like that shit. It's like it's it rolls over, you know. It's like yeah. it's that fucking like what is it Friday nights and weekends, like the anytime minutes, that singular
3: shit that just yeah, oh yeah know, yeah yeah year After 9 year PM. year,
6: and it's yeah exactly. Like it's it just you have to deal with that shit at some point, or it's gonna it's just gonna fucking eat you, man. Yep, um, yeah. So and I'll I always be inside or outside, either <laughs> no. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I remember uh,
4: that yo, was. Yeah. The way
2: oh, yeah, I don't, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go uh, ahead.
7: I don't, I don't want to cut anything off. I actually have to run. I have an errand date with my girlfriend.
3: Oh, okay. go ahead. In, 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 what, Enjoy.
7: Minutes? But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to bounce. Y'all are going to, y'all, I, you know, don't make me end the interview, please. No, <laughs> this, no, this is I absolutely. Love you kid. All right. I love you,
2: right. you guys. Right, man. Thank you, you very soon. much. for having me. You you me. Much absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think that was the weirdest thing when when I started going back to therapy probably I think it was like 3 or 4 years ago and like I I didn't realize I like needed the help and my my dad actually came to me and um he was like I think you should go back to therapy and I was like cuz he's a 55-year-old construction worker too and he I was like yeah Coming from you I was like I don't need therapy I'm fine And he was like <laughs> He was like No like You know I went to therapy For years Because of my anxiety And this that And the other thing And then blah 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 And I was like Looking at him like You're not my real dad like, <laughs> Where did this come from yeah, who are you? <laughs> Why didn't you and tell me you... this <laughs> Yeah Like he was just like He's like I think you know You got a little bit of Anxiety and some depression I think you need to go Talk to someone And I was like that's Like so, so like I was like floored by it I was like Because that's not Like how he usually is. Usually, he's like, you know, don't talk about things. Men don't cry. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so real. Yeah, and I was just like, whoa. And that next day, I was in therapy again. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I feel I,
6: I feel like very fortunate to be a part of like a a generation that's that's really being an advocate for for mental health and and able to talk to parents about, about that and, and, and having important conversations and being emotionally vulnerable. Um, and also to be in a field where that's like celebrated is pretty amazing. And, and to be kind of like, I don't know, casting that stigma away. Mm-hmm. Um, you're part feels, of it. That feels yeah.
1: really good. You're part of change. Yeah. it feels, yeah.
6: yeah. And just, and having conversations like this, like, especially like, you know, like the tough guy, like hardcore shit, like it's, yeah. it's nice to be like, the, I don't know, the most hardcore shit in the world to me is to be like, yeah, man, I think the, I think sexuality is like totally a spectrum. (laughs) 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 You know, know, I think just being self-aware and being in touch with yourself is, is, uh, is pretty amazing. And and to be able to um, dedicate uh, your life to self-discovery in a, in a creative way is, is, is pretty amazing. I feel very fortunate to be able to do that
1: absolutely yeah that's yeah. literally the last episode we just dropped was about mental health and that's literally we covered all this literally just saying like that exact stuff was just you know the you know I, you can look at me i'm i've I'm, got a big beer i play hockey i'm i'm working out but like if you came out to me and you were like hey man how you doing i'd be like oh well like two weeks ago like i wanted to end my life and whoa 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 i didn't ask that <laughs> or like it's like well dude like i'm open book just because people have this stigma on men being macho yeah. or whatever the hell it is it's like. Uh, there's people, I guarantee you more and more acceptance and understanding from people are going to start coming and already is showing and it's just, it's, it's beautiful, but yet it's, there's so much work to be done, but the more that we could do and have conversations like this, like we don't even know you guys, we're just getting to know you and God, we've already learned so much. And all of us have combined, you know, thoughts that are on the same page. And I've shared a little bit of something that's a little personal that a lot of people, if they can see other people doing it can be like, Holy shit they're doing it. They don't even know each other or they're just coming on and doing it. Like maybe I can do that. And then for us, like, let's just say we didn't start doing this till we're 22. The person who's 15 can start doing it instead of when we waited. So sure. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh shit. (laughs) But yeah. Um, I think this was awesome. Um, I think I'm gonna get going soon. I just wanted to ask you guys if you have anything else you want to say. I would love to hear it. you guys can keep we can keep talking if there's something you wanted to pinpoint on. Um, and I also want you guys to like um, tell everybody where they can hear your stuff, where you know merch and all that stuff. so please if there's more to share if you want to ask us anything, yeah please go don't be feel free to.
6: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go first because I know Zach will have the the perfect button for this uh, <laughs> from a from a a merch standpoint perhaps or a marketing standpoint perhaps. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Take care of yourself. Forgive yourself. Uh, get in touch with the previous versions of yourself. Be nice to that person. Um, and open up this fucking pit, dude. Hell uh, yeah. Take care of yourself, kid. Uh, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Fucking don't go to Lynn. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, definitely don't go to Lynn. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. Quit your day job. That was That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Quit, quit yeah. your fucking day job.
4: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just tack on what Gio said and, and quote uh, one of my favorite bands and three of my favorite people. Uh, it's been Muna that we work with. Fucking get enough sleep and drink enough water. Like hey. The, Hell yeah. I know people who are like, yeah do you have any like ibuprofen for this why well, I, I take the supplement for that and it's just like did
2: you, did you try
4: sleeping a bit more and drinking more water
2: <laughs> maybe you're dehydrated it's like
4: <laughs> literally i i don't go to the doctor not because of any of the classic reasons but it's like i don't work out enough i don't sleep enough i don't drink enough water like exercise sleep and water i, I know those and, until i can say like those three are locked tight, doc. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go to a doctor for a thing. It's like, yeah, like that's guaranteed. That's like almost a hundred percent reason for most of my like physical ailments. It's like mm-hmm. it's like take fucking care of yourself. Like, yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, yeah, man.
5: Um, yeah, just to put a pin on everything we discussed, um man, I don't know. We got <laughs> <laughs> what thirty years left of Earth as we know it? Um, <laughs> so, and life is life is already on top of that too. Fucking short to be unhappy for one second of it. Um, so, just listen to yourself and listen to your feelings, and just recognize you know what's wrong and what's what's upsetting you, and and do your best to, to change those things. Um, and I think, like I said before, like you might not fix them perfectly, and you might. You know, you might not end up exactly where you envision, but the path to get there is, you know, that's that's where you can, I think, put your trust. Um, That's at least what it did for me. Um, And especially like, you know, through that, I got to be in a band with my three best friends and make something that I'm really proud of. And yeah, if uh, if if you would like to check it out, uh, that would mean obviously the world to us. Um, You can just look up good terms. Turning Point is the name of the album. It's on wherever you listen to music. Um, we have like 20 vinyl left on our uh, <laughs> merch store. If you go to goodterms.store, you'll see it there. Um, I don't know how soon this is dropping or not. They might be sold out by that point, but maybe we'll do a second press or we're always dr- doing merch drops. So yeah, that's oh, yeah. a great that's a great place to uh, to help us out if you would like to, or if you just think our shit is rad and whatever, want to pick it up, like that would be great. But yeah, ultimately just thank you for listening to this podcast. And Clearly, if you're already here listening, like you have great taste, because uh, this podcast is fucking dope. And oh, yeah. thank uh, you. And yeah, thank you guys so much for just listening
2: and caring and everything. Well thank said. You, we appreciate, yeah, thank yeah. You, we guys. appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, that thank makes you,
1: me yeah. feel warm on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But um, again, thank
2: you. Thank you yeah, guys Thank so much. you guys it's for coming on. And yeah, hopefully we can do this awesome. again
1: next time something you guys drop. Or if you just want to come on and shoot the shit, just let us know. Love that. Hell yeah. Love All that. Hey, on.
6: long live Ray Bork, number 77. Hell yes. Um, and uh it's great nope. talking to you guys.
3: Yeah, absolutely, awesome. man. Thank
2: you it. very much. Appreciate it. Thank awesome. you, guys. Thanks, a lot. Thanks guys. Yeah. Fucking insane! That was so good. Wow,
1: I can't, dude. Every band we get is apparently have somebody from Massachusetts or related to Massachusetts. I know, dude. Wow,
2: what a that was good. great fucking fellow! Awesome dudes, awesome wow. dudes. uh Definitely go check them out. Uh, that's good terms. Um, they're fucking rad. <laughs> wow,
1: that, that was, was so fun, good... dude. I had so fun. That was fun. awesome. But, uh, Hell yeah! All right, let's end this podcast.
2: Yeah, let's end this thing um yeah um yeah so again it's may it's mental health awareness month um check the stories check spotify uh the playlist is called songs that saved our lives with the little alien emoji and i believe the uh rock hands emoji um You know, Good Terms was really big on mental health. Um, We're really big on mental health. Uh, We're going to have Nick from Calling All Captains on next week uh, to talk about our top five bangers. I can guarantee you uh, those will be all mental health-driven. Steve may cry. I may cry. Nick probably (laughs) will cry, knowing him. Um. Then we'll all hug, and everything will be fine. But, um, yeah, just keep talking. Keep being good to each other. Um, you know, fuck this stupid stigma. If you need a mental health day, fucking take one. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, it's your brain. You know, your brain's just like any other part of your body. If, you hurt, if you, you hurt your hand and you got to take two days off of work to fix it, you do it, right? So why not do it if your brain's hurt? Take two days off if you need it. Do whatever you're going to do because your mental health is the most important thing. It should be right up there with everything else, but people don't pay enough attention to their mental health. So stop paying more attention to your mental health. Take care of yourselves. Take care of other people. Yeah, just, you know, look out for each other. Check in on each other, you know. I mean, you see it all the time, but I don't feel like it happens enough. Check in on your friends. Make sure they're doing okay. Just say, hey, what's up? You know, saw this, thought of you. Whatever. Um, it's not hard. It doesn't take a lot. Um, not just this month, but every month. It should be just as important as it is this month. And... That's pretty much it. Um, No, it's okay not to be okay, like we always said. Also, um, hoodies, T-shirts are in. Those are coming to you, people. Um, Yeah, so that's some exciting stuff. I don't know if Steve has anything else to add. Not really. Just come get your merch. We got it here. We'll be contacting you.
1: Um, we've already been giving out a bunch of them. We're not giving them out, but we're finding the people who ordered them. We got the orders. Uh, anything else? Let's see. Yeah, I mean, you summed it all up really good, man. You guys all matter. Um, yeah.
2: Also be on the lookout for some well, another merch drop that might be happening. Uh, we might have some more stuff um, in the works. Steve doesn't know about it.
1: No, I have no idea.
2: Batch knows about it. But um, just be on the lookout for a summer drop. Might happen. Might not. We'll have to talk. So yeah, that's basically it. Awesome. So we will end
1: with a good term song of our choice, which will be a surprise. So on that note, go
2: listen to good terms. Yeah, listen to them now, bitch. Yeah. Hey, Colin, captains, tailspin. Oh,
1: that's right. Goodbye.